I am in such a rut with my work. I've been in a rut. This is a very common English expression. Have a think about what it means, and I'll explain the meaning at the end of the podcast. Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners, and welcome back to the English with Michael podcast. We're already so far into August, I can't believe it. In the UK, it feels like summer is basically over. You know, our hot, nice weather has gone and the rain has come back. So it's very sad, very sad. Hopefully, there's still a little bit of summer left in the UK. So, yeah, we'll see. So recently, I have been getting lots of nice feedback from people, lots of nice comments and emails. So I just want to remind everyone, if you want to get in touch with me, you can send me an email at info at ewmichael.com or just go to my website and leave a comment. I'm always so happy to hear from you. You can tell me about, just tell me about yourself or your English progress or anything like that. I'd love to hear from who's listening to this podcast. So thank you if you can do that. Today, I've got a list to look at. So as some of you will know, I teach English online. That is my full-time job. And I've been doing it for a few years now, and it's the first thing I've ever done that I've really, really loved. I found a list online. I mean, actually, it was two lists. The lists were titled, Why You Should Teach English Online. And they've got 10 points to look at here today. So I thought it might be fun to go through these points I can tell you if I agree, maybe I disagree, and you can get a glimpse into the life of an online English teacher. And from talking with many of you, I know there are many of you, many English learners, who want to be English teachers in the future. It's a very achievable goal. I think it's really something that you could do if you wanted to. I know many, many English learners who are not native speakers and they also teach English online. So if that's something you want to do in the future, maybe this podcast can be a good inspiration for you as well. But if not, let's just leave it as a chance to maybe learn a bit more about me if you care. I don't know. But also you can just practice your English listening skills as well. So hopefully that's always a good thing for you to do. So let's get into this list. Let's jump in. So the first reason to become an English teacher, according to this website, was teaching English online has given me a new kind of happiness. Ooh, that's a very nice one. Speaking from personal experience, I can say this is definitely true. Some of you may know that before I taught English, I actually worked as a gardener for about six years. And it was a very big career change, of course. I really loved my job as a gardener, but it's very, very physical, very cold in the winter, and I couldn't see much chance for progression 
in terms of my career. So I decided it was best to stop. You know, I worked there as a, a manager and I had so many you know, anxieties and worries and I was always stressed. So for the first time, when I, be when I started to teach English online, I finally felt really happy and content with what I was doing. So it's a really good way, I think, to feel like you're making a difference in people's lives and hopefully helping them achieve their goals in English. But yeah, that's quite, quite a simple one, quite a nice one too. So let's go to point number two. And this is an interesting one. My time is spent doing the best part of the job, which is teaching. This is a really good point. Um, maybe anyone who has any experience teaching in classrooms can relate to this because there's a lot of maybe paperwork, meetings and things that are not directly related to what you want to do in the job. Now think about the work that you do, perhaps. Maybe there's an area of the work you like, but there's also lots of stuff you have to do in between that. I think one of the benefits of teaching online on your own is that the main thing you're doing is teaching. You're not wasting so much time with meetings and boring paperwork and things like that. So I, I think that's a good point. I would agree with that point, definitely. Point number three is one that I could say a lot about. So this is teaching online means complete location independence. And for those of you who don't know, location independence just means that Basically, you can work wherever you want. You don't have to be in the same place. This was one of the biggest benefits to me. This is one of the biggest things that attracted me or enticed me. That's a good word, enticed me. That means the same as attracted to teaching English online because I love to travel. Despite being an online teacher for a few years now, I haven't done so much travel while teaching. Last year I went to Germany, I did some teaching there and it went quite well, it went quite well although I was a little bit distracted because I wanted to go out and explore. I'll do a little bit more this year when I travel and teach so it'll be kind of an experiment. I would say the biggest problem though is you're so dependent on having good Wi-Fi. And if you want to find a comfortable place of good Wi-Fi in a private room, it's usually more expensive too. So often, although you're earning money from teaching, you're spending more money on the accommodation. So that's kind of a shame. The other problem, of course, is the balance, right? The balance between working in your laptop and going out and exploring. You know, when I was in Germany, it was beautiful weather, there was lots to do, and I was inside working on my laptop. And of course, I enjoy my work, but it's really hard to find that balance. And if you're spending lots of money to go to another country, then you have to really ask yourself the question, you know, is it a good idea? Should Am I working too much or not enough? So it's something to keep in mind anyway. It's something that I try and think about. Maybe I'll experiment with a bit more this year. But yeah, overall, that is a great benefit and I'm very happy 
feel very lucky to have that opportunity. Point number four leads on from that, and that is I get to choose my own schedule. In other words, you can be more flexible. If you have a flexible schedule, you can do things when you want to do them, basically. This is true to some extent, I think, yeah? So I can pick the hours I work best. So I know many teachers who work at nighttime because they are night owls, which means they're always awake at night. For me, I'm more of a morning person. I'm an early bird. So I prefer to work in the morning so I can set my schedule to coincide with the morning, to match the morning. There have been many occasions where I've felt so grateful to have this job because, for example, a couple months ago I was invited to a wedding on a Friday. If I had a boss, maybe a normal job, it might have been quite difficult to get that time off work. But because of the work that I do, I was able just to block out that day and I could go to the wedding with no problems at all. So that was quite nice. The only downside to this point, perhaps, is because there is no limit to your work, you can work as much as you want, it's very easy to work too much. So you can be flexible, you can choose your own schedule, but I often find that I'm working in the evening, on the weekend, and times when most people wouldn't be working. Now, of course, it's my choice to do that. I actually like doing it. But for some people, that could be a downside. There could be too much work if you make too much work for yourself. Okay, we'll move on, else this podcast will end up being, you know, one day long. So I'll go to point number five. And this is no dress code. No dress code. Um, so a dress code basically means uh, a certain uniform or cl- clothes that you have to wear. This is true, of course. I mean, if you teach online, you can wear whatever you want. You could even, you know, wear nothing below the waist because no one can see. But for me, this is not something I consider to be an advantage, really. Maybe you'll notice in my videos, I usually wear you know, a shirt, you know, not the smartest shirt, but I don't wear just pajamas, for example. And I always wear jeans and socks. And I think the reason is because of the way it makes me feel. If I wear pyjamas, then I feel too relaxed and I want to feel awake, alert and ready to teach. I want to feel like a teacher. I don't want to feel like someone who has just gotten out of bed and they're having a Skype call. And many teachers do that and that's fine. But I think it doesn't really work for me. I don't have the right state of mind to get into the teaching mood. So that's the reason why I try to be a bit smarter, um, as presentable as I can be online. (laughs) Point number six is about the students, and this is a really good one, the diversity of students. This is something that I'm always, always fascinated by. I love meeting people from other cultures, and really teaching online is the best way to do that. I've spoke to people from so many countries in the world, heard about their cultures, and it's really, really fascinating to do that. And I've learned so many things. I think it's very easy to have 
preconceptions or even prejudice that's a hard word to pronounce prejudices prejudices hmm that's a tricky one (laughs) I might have pronounced that wrong yeah that's a very hard word to pronounce maybe you can practice that word see if you can do a better job than me prejudices but yeah anyway so it's very easy to have these let's say preconceptions these ideas about different countries that you haven't been to before maybe you think everyone from a certain country is bad or rude or lazy the negative feelings towards them but as soon as you either go to that country or you meet someone from that country you realize it's not true everyone really is nice everyone wants to be happy everyone wants to have a good life there really isn't that much different between people and I think that's really nice to see in my students they all have a a similar goal and of course it's also a great benefit of the internet as well so I always encourage anyone listening to this to get involved you know join in the comments in the discussion and yeah maybe you can meet people from other countries as well you know not just the UK point number seven you don't need to wake up early every day Ooh. so what do you guys think about this one if you worked online if you worked for yourself what time would you wake up again this one isn't true for me I really like waking up early I wake up at six o'clock every day and I start my work at eight o'clock so I have that two hour period in the morning where I study my languages for me I'm much more productive in the morning So I find that time a lot easier to work to. And I think in addition to that, I've experimented with having lessons later. So maybe if I start my lessons at 10 or 11, but it doesn't really work because I tend to just spend the whole morning wasting time. I might be productive for the first hour, but then for like 9, 10, I would just waste my time. And it's not so productive for me. So I really think starting early is the best thing I can do then I have a chance to relax in the evening if I want to. That's another one I disagree with. I think there's maybe two altogether. Number seven, I think, is that seven? Maybe eight. No, number eight, number eight. Number eight is again about the students and this is individual attention. This is, in my opinion, the best thing for students about online lessons. And it's the reason why I have so many Chinese and Japanese lessons online because you get that one-to-one experience. If you go to a classroom, you're competing with all the other students in the classroom. You don't really get that much attention from the teacher. But if you have a one-to-one lesson, the teacher will know exactly what you need to improve and they will be able to help you reach your goals individually. They're not distracted by any other students. So that's something that has been really rewarding to me as a teacher, being able to see my students progress and help them along the way and reach their goals. And when they succeed, when they maybe pass an exam, they get a job from a job interview in English, it makes me so much happier because I've seen their progression um, really closely on a really close up level. So if there's anyone out there who is considering taking lessons online 
just think about that point think about the attention that you will receive from your from your tutor okay we've got two more to go almost there now number nine is creativity this is one that I thought I would hate before I started teaching online I don't think I'm a creative person I'm not very good at making my own lesson plans and thinking about things to do but actually it's been very nice you know as I have gained more experience teaching I feel like I've improved my sense of creativity I've got better at being creative so that's a really nice aspect of it I can think outside the box which is a very common expression which means to think in ways that people don't normally think so sometimes I think outside the box I can come up I can make some new ideas or ways of doing things so that has been quite a nice self-development area and that leads to the final point which is self-development and really I think this can go for any job you have anything you do is some sense of self-development in other words it's helping you grow it's helping you become hopefully a better person smarter wiser more experienced person this applies to me in so many ways in teaching online I have become I think much more confident if you want to see that in action you can go to my youtube channel and go back to the first ever video I made and it's just terrible I was so shy I was reading everything I had to say it's very embarrassing but I'm leaving it up just so I can see that comparison I think it's good to see how far I've come but of course I've still probably got a long way to go so it's good for self-development in terms of my confidence and my ability to talk to myself which is what I'm doing now it's quite strange but you know I'm really talking to you guys it's kind of like a two-way conversation you know as I said before if you get in touch with me reply to the comments on my blog I will feel less strange you know it feels more like a conversation if you guys can get involved as well in a strange way as well I think teaching English gives you a deeper appreciation for language and of course that happens when you're learning a language too but I'll get these like strange feelings sometimes when I'm talking to someone in English just on the street in a supermarket I get this sense of appreciation like I'm so grateful that I can communicate with them so easily and it's it's a really good feeling when you kind of think about what you're doing you're making these mouth sounds you're making these noises and the other person understands the noises and they respond with more comprehensible noises it's very strange when you think about it but I really like that feeling it makes me feel very grateful that I have the ability to communicate in this way and it's something that I don't want to waste I don't want to take it for granted but yeah so that was my well not my that was the 10 reasons to become an online English teacher and I shared my thoughts with them and I hope you found that useful in some way and yeah let me know maybe if you're thinking about one day becoming an English teacher online or perhaps you're an online teacher for your own language many of my students are also teachers themselves Spanish teachers Japanese teachers Chinese teachers so maybe you guys can definitely relate to this list 
So let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this list. I'll put all of these 10 points on my website so you can find the show notes at ewmichael.com forward slash English teacher. That's ewmichael.com slash English teacher. No spaces. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast today. I hope you don't mind me talking about myself so much. Oh, last week I actually said that there would be an interview today. Slight change of plans is actually, I think, going to be next week. Hopefully next week. So sorry if you were disappointed by that, but we'll have an interview next week to listen to. Fingers crossed. Let's hope so. So I'll see you next week and thank you for listening. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening. At the beginning of the show, I asked if you know what we mean by to be in a rut. To be in a rut. This is a common expression that means you are in a kind of settled and boring habit. It's when you do the same thing for a long time, such as work, and it becomes boring for you. For example, I'm in such a rut in my life. I need to change things. 